This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. It's time for Round the Boards, updates from Dunedin City Community Boards on ORFM Dunedin's awesome morning show. Paul Pope from Otago Peninsula Community Board joining us this morning on Round the Boards. Morena Paul, good to have you with us again. Yes, beautiful day out here on the peninsula. I'm sitting at McAndrew Bay looking at shags on the uh, on the wharf while I'm uh, talking to you at the moment. Absolutely gorgeous, isn't it? I mean, there are so many wonderful vantage points from uh, from which you can take in all the whole city or around across the other side, of course, the beautiful ocean all around as well. One of the favourite spots for people to stop and take a look uh, and also to remember those who have fallen in wars before is the uh, the Soldiers Monument there on the Otago Peninsula and uh, some people make that little trip up the walking track. Uh, 100 years it's been there, Paul. I believe so. That's what I've been uh, led to believe, that it's the 100th anniversary of the Soldiers Memorial up there on Highcliffe Road and it is really quite a poignant um, memorial for the Otago Peninsula, but it's kind of, I always feel it kind of acts like a sort of sentinel, like a, a watch, a, a guard, sort of guarding us uh, in some some respects uh, from that perspective, that, that sort of granite soldier up there on the top of the hill. But an amazing piece of architecture, an amazing piece of uh, landscape, really, in, in, in that sense. And like I say, it's uh, coming up to its 100th anniversary on the Otago Peninsula, and I, I know that uh, I'll be talking with the board about uh, is there something that we should do uh, and to, to celebrate that. Yeah, just having a wee look online, and the um, website that I'm looking at does confirm 1923, where it was yep. built to commemorate the fall in, in, in World War One. Mm. Yeah, uh, and, you know, all sorts of different days, you get different perspectives, of course, on a beautiful day like today. See far and wide on another day that soldier stands uh, in some pretty gnarly conditions too. It stands yeah, I, there uh, solid all the time. And I kind of think that that kind of represents the human spirit, that it kind of um, that, that we endure uh, many different kinds of things, different conditions, different things in our lives. Um, but we sort of remain sort of um, there upright and carrying on uh, in, that, in, that, in those traditions. And I think that's probably the really important part of it. I went to the um, the refurbishment uh, ceremony for that um, a few years ago when they actually uh, added additional names uh, to it. It was really quite moving, and it was quite um, also quite amazing to have um, current servicemen and women at the time uh, standing around uh, the, the memorial um, and uh, re- reflecting on, as I say, the service of men and women uh, in that from that particular period. Well, I imagine, Paul, many of our listeners, perhaps most of our listeners, might have taken that uh, short walk uphill to the Soldiers' Monument. Others might not have, though, and maybe uh, that's something to plant a wee seed about. Just go up there and and uh, and take in that view and have a bit of a think about what that's there to do. You can see right down the peninsula, um, across the harbour, across into suburban Dunedin, some parts of central Dunedin you can see up there. There are places to pull over and enjoy the views with the Soldiers Memorial yep. Track being one of the best places to do it on the peninsula too. So, um, yeah, take a few extra moments perhaps when you make your next trip across the top. And and choose your day well. Uh, <laughs> I have been there on, in some pretty gnarly conditions uh, as well, but, uh, yeah, like you can see right out to Tairo Head, uh, uh and, uh, yeah, it's quite a fantastic outlook for the whole city.
All right, Paul, next thing for us to talk about on our little list is art. And being an art judge, I can only uh, um, suspect that perhaps you've been asked to be a, an art judge. Am I right well, about I that? Ha- well, well, I have, actually. And, and I guess I guess the reason I, I, I bring it up is because, um, first of all, it's always nice to be asked to go to something. Um, and secondly, um, I think of the I think of the of the commentary I said is how to be an art judge without courting contra- controversy. Uh, but the open arts group here on the Otago Peninsula have a regular uh, um, displays of different artworks, local artists, um, and they have quite a large exhibition, often in McAndrew Bay. But this one's slightly smaller. It's actually going to be in the Otago in the um, uh, Portobello Hotel. Uh, it's coming up. I I think it's next next weekend, I think it is, or maybe the following weekend. And um, yes, uh, I've been asked to be a judge. And, um, you know, it's one of those, you know, the old saying, oh, I know what I like sort of thing. But um, I'm looking forward to it because, as I say, there is quite a vibrant arts community on the Otago Peninsula. You've got, obviously, open arts, but you've also got um, Castleberg Trust. And there are quite a number of working artists here as well. So it's, a, it's an interesting opportunity. Um, and as I say, hopefully I don't get uh, thrown out of the Portobello community for uh, doing something too uh, controversial. Not the sole judge, are you, Paul? I, I don't know. I, I haven't quite haven't quite heard yet. <laughs> I, I, uh, I'm, I'm in trepidation over that. I, I would say, too, just a couple of things just around. Um, so recently we've had two new artists paint um, bus shelters uh, at Broad Bay, um, and for the life of me, I can't remember their names, but I just wanted to say just how very uh, different those pieces, those bus shelters are, but and very um, interpretive of the peninsula as well. And I think um, it just goes to show, as I say, that here on the peninsula, um, we can uh, we can be a little bit uh, modern, we can be a little bit uh, uh, different, and uh, as I say, we do have this this quite um, vibrant arts community uh, here on the peninsula. Oh, well, good luck with that task, and um, I'm, I'm sure congratulations to all of those who are entering in, and uh, and there'll be some magnificent art there, and hopefully much of it for sale as well, which is a good thing I'm, you can do. I'm sure they're warming up the tar as we speak. <laughs> uh, speaking of art, the skies have been painted uh, beautifully uh, this year. For some reason, um, the aurora has been going off uh, and all over the place, and I imagine the Otago Peninsula is... Uh, one of the vantage points from which people have been out in the middle of the night trying to catch the aurora, Paul. Yes, there's been plenty of people lurking about in the dark, um, uh, looking for aurora, and uh, obviously the Otago Peninsula is a big, has been a big part of that. And if you follow, uh, I think there's a variety of people who um, who publish photos uh, from the Otago Peninsula, I believe... Um, uh, what's his name from the museum? The director of the museum is quite a regular publisher. Um, just a couple of things I would just say. So last night, um, my wife and I have been on a bit of a, a bit of a fitness uh, help kick lately, and we decided to go for a run. Uh, and um, we went for a run on the beach out at uh, at Allen's Beach. Um, came back, it got dark by that stage. We had our headlights uh, at the time. Uh, that we were wearing, but um, as we were driving back, um, there were people sort of parked on the side of the road in the dark with no sort of fluoro gear, uh, no lights, and obviously they were there, you know, photographing. Um, and the same thing has occurred also with cyclists, and I've got to say um, that it just really is incredibly dangerous, and I think uh, for those people who are 
looking to take do photography at night uh, for those people perhaps who are cycling and a little bit late in the day. Uh, just having you know something to show that you're there, whether it be a fluoro jacket, whether it be um, some some lights on your bike, that kind of thing, is a really good thing to have because um, yeah, like I said, it does get dark. It's got dark a lot earlier. It's also dark a lot uh, a lot uh, later in the mornings now as well. Um, so I guess it's just a just a friendly reminder, but also just a gentle warning that um, we want to keep people safe when they're here doing their thing. Um, but as I say, for their own health and own protection, uh, just uh, you know, having a light and having some fluoro stuff uh, would be really useful. Otherwise, we could end up having quite a nasty accident and tragedy. Well, indeed, you've got to be vigilant at all times on the roads out there. There's lots of winding uh, and there's lots of curves and there's points at which the roads are quite narrow as well. Uh, Drivers have to be vigilant at the best of time and diminished visibility. You don't want to be involved in something that could have been avoidable. So, yeah, staying visible... Especially in Hooper's Inlet, obviously there's no street lights out there. That's that's what makes um, that that's what makes the Aurora photography so fantastic out there. Um, but also just other areas around, with just it, it just comes up from time to time. Uh, as I say, you see the odd cyclist. Even even our local even local people who are out walking the dog at night, they've come home from a long day, they've had their tea, and they're taking Rover out for a stroll. Having something that uh, denotes where you are at night is actually a really important thing. All right, good message. Just uh, finally, Paul, uh, the Future Development Strategy meeting is coming up on the 30th of May. Ah, yeah, so um, this one's coming up. There's quite a range of um, consultation processes for um, for this, and uh, I believe it's, a, it's being done between the Regional Council, the City Council, and Mana Whenua. Um, it's uh, an opportunity. The, the the first meeting or the meeting on the peninsula is actually on the in the, the coronation hall in Portobello. Um, to be honest, it's one of those things that um, I think people probably could easily go, "Oh my God, uh, this is another another consultation process. What is this about?" What it really is is actually how uh, future development in the city and in the region actually will um, kind of make our city look and. Uh, the kind of needs that come out of those things will come about out of this as well. So it's quite an important opportunity for people to engage with it. Um, and certainly, as I say, we as a board will be going along to see um, just what's, what both councils have got to say. And I think if uh, people uh, take an interest as well, um, it's one of those things probably could easily pass you by and then uh, later on you go, oh, I really had something uh, really something important to say uh, from that perspective. All right, and you know the flip side of um, n- of all of these consultation meetings is not having them, and then not having your say. So, well, yeah, yeah. that I mean that's that's the, that that is the bonus about being a, a local government democracy and, and a community democracy that uh, you've got the opportunity to uh, to get involved and actually do something and say something. And I think you know. The biggest scourge of the universe, in my view, is, is apathy. Um, and, uh, you know, it doesn't, you know, it's, a, it's an hour of your life uh, where you might go and actually learn something. So, um, and, and also, too, uh, one person's vision for the peninsula or one organization's vision for the peninsula or the city is not necessarily the one that may, may best suit you or your, or your family or, or your ideas. So, 
it's a really good thing to get involved with and uh, have a say. All right, the things they're looking to talk about, access to sustainable transport choices and infrastructure improvements to your community that that we're going to need over the next 30 years, the best options for intensification to cater for growth, um, building community and environmental resilience to climate change, obviously a very important topic, and opportunities for green and blue networks as well. All of these workshops begin with a bit of a presentation, and then there's this yep. table-based discussions on that. Uh, you are very welcome to attend, and there are more of these meetings around the city. They've already had them underway for a wee while, but there are more to yep. come. You can hop online to the DCC's website to find out more, dunedin.govt.nz. All right, Paul, um, uh, thank you so much for joining us again. We'll let you get back to that uh, beautiful view there out on the peninsula, and we look forward to catching up with you again in four weeks' time. All right, Jeff, have a great day and uh, see you soon. That was Round the Boards, updates from Dunedin City Community Boards on ORFM, Dunedin's awesome morning show. For more information about Dunedin's six community boards and contact details, visit the Dunedin City Council website, dunedin.govt.nz or phone 477-4000. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.